Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, our weekly spin-off podcast where my ex-cop dad and I talk absolute nonsense to help distract you from the true crime. Because true crime is pretty stressful. I'm Paul, that's John, and Dad, how the hell are you? How are you? Well, I am excellent. Okay. And it's funny, Paul, in life, um, no matter what is happening behind the scenes, mm. um, for example, you might have just told me some news that was a bit, how are you going? Yeah. But as soon as the button is switched, mm-hmm. we come to life. <laughs> uh, yes. And I think that's great. I think it's, I mean, if you listen to good, good radio, and I regard our radio as, as, as very good, um, you can't really tell whether the people are actually having a good time or a shitty time. Well, that's one of the things about us is that we do kind of let, and whether we mean to or not, listeners do have access to us uh, on a level which is sometimes... uh, It's not a privilege and it's not a burden. It's somewhere in between. It's a wonderful thing that sometimes comes with all sorts of ramifications. Because honestly, if you've listened to Loose Units, even... 50, 100 episodes, we've done God knows how many episodes, but if you've listened to us for a while, you, I think, know us pretty well, because by this point, Dad and I don't actually have a filter. What you're hearing is us exactly as we are in real life. This is mm. th- this is the real us. So by that metric, you do kind of know us pretty well. I agree. And speaking of knowing us, Christine and I, because Christine has not been feeling great lately, uh, I managed to talk her into coming over to a suburb on the northern beaches and there she got to meet of course she got to meet my mum your grandmother mm-hmm. and mum my mum was pretty excited about that yeah but then a diehard uh, no reference to the movie <laughs> fan i'm talking hardcore fan that has got you can just there is we have fans out there that you can mention a particular event that we've discussed Yep. Even even a sub story, a sub thread, mm-hmm. a minor nuanced uh, sort of gateway into something esoteric, and they can recite the episode number. Yeah. They can tell you what number that was. That's yeah. to me interesting. And so Christine's sitting down in this cafe this morning, only mm-hmm. only a few hours ago, and the fan walks in. Christine is still recovering. Still talking about the reaction. I didn't pick it up so much, but Christine said that it was very interesting to watch and gauge the reaction from someone who was clearly excited to see Christine, but also 
as you mentioned before, it's very, very weird and we, we tend to take it for granted or, or sometimes we don't even think. But I've met a lot of people where you start to talk to them and they actually they know so much about you. And that comes back to the fact that you and I are really, we're real in our shows. Yeah. And we speak openly and deeply and occasionally it does upset a few people, but hey, that's, uh, that's the nature of the beast. Nobody's perfect. Exactly. So, Paul, I would like to touch on something that is controversial. Okay. Um, it's, it's a very interesting topic. It's something... You know that I was involved in the funeral industry. Yes, I do. And I've been involved in emergency services, and I've had people die in my arms. I've, I've um, resuscitated people successfully and unsuccessfully. Yeah. Yep. I've had to deliver death messages to families on New Year's Eve. Um, I've done some harrowing things, and I, as a coping mechanism, I do compartmentalise, and then we've opened the box, the Pandora's box, over the last now coming to our sixth year mm-hmm. of being able to talk about it. So I guess you could say that's my therapy. Um, but I, I read something recently that I, at first I was a little bit sort of made the, the hairs on the back of my neck, not that I've got a hairy neck. Um, in fact, I don't. But imagine micro hairs sort of standing up because it was all... <laughs> I know my analogies are weird. Aren't well, I? It's, I mean, they're, they're, they're very... I don't think you know where you're going. I think you're wandering blindly. You're not planning ahead. You're just talking and seeing what no, happens, but right? I love that. But I do have something in... I do have a, a point in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the near distance that I will get to. Please. Um, okay. How would you feel, Paul, mm. if... And I'm going to bring this right into the inner sanctum of our family. Sure. How would you feel... If I yeah. had a serious terminal, that's weird saying, putting those two words together. Yeah, they're pretty, a, one is pretty much the same true, as the other, right? True, yeah, true. okay, so you've got a terminal... Illness. Okay. And I have a finite period of time. Yep. Let's say, let's be fairly dramatic, and this is, uh, let's say we have eight weeks. Is it going to be painful, or is it going to be eight healthy weeks and then you just die? No, I'm going to go downhill pretty pretty badly and it's going to be pretty ratchet and everyone around is going to know that I'm suffering. And then Christine comes up the, uh, with the idea of having a living funeral. Are you familiar with that concept? I'm guessing it's... Okay, so we've all often gone, I'd love to be a fly on the wall at my funeral. I'd like to see... I always wanted that thing to happen, Dad, and I'm sure I've told you about this before, but halfway through my funeral, I just want a beautiful woman in black with a very large hat and sunglasses to just appear, mysteriously appear at the back of the room and just watch wipe a single tear away and then leave and people go who 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 was he what what you know because you want to see people um you want to see what people say about you you want to see how many people turn up you want to see you, you know it's it's a morbid curiosity but i'm guessing in this case a living funeral is where you are the woman at the back of the room you except get you. to yeah, except that you're not at the back of the room. Where are you? Well, you are. It's in relation to myself, or the, in this case, a particular gentleman. Yeah. Who his partner mm-hmm. organised a, as it sounds, a living funeral. Sure. So instead of having the funeral 
after yeah. when the person is in the coffin. And isn't and everyone... there to find out how much people love them? I assume you do this... Right, so it, it's, it is a, for all intents and purposes, people getting together, making speeches, giving eulogies, summing up the life of the person, celebrating and mourning at the same time. But the person who is about to die gets to be there to see what people were going to say and do, right? I mean, mm. is that pretty much it? You've nailed it. And okay. that's a bit of a pun because they do use nails oh boy. to uh, put the lids of coffins on. Do they? Yeah, well, yes, we used to. Why would you need to? No one's going to get out. No, but you don't want people to, um, you know. What? Well, you don't want an accident. Imagine if uh, you're a bit unsteady or some of the pallbearers have had a bit too much to drink. Mm. They get a bit tipsy. And the body pops out. That's not cool. At least if you drop the coffin, um, nine times out of ten, or probably 99 times out of 100, the coffin will remain intact. Right. Although there have been cases where juices within the coffin... There we go. Um, ...have sort of started to... Sloshed out. You know, sort of Seep. eat away at the... Mm. at the uh, Because they're, they're not made out of... The, generally, they're not made out of the highest quality timbers. They tend to be fairly cheap because they need to go up. If they're going to be cremated, they need to go up pretty rapidly in, in smoke. But we're getting a, a tad off track here. A tad? We're way off track, Dad. We need a map to get back. Oh, mm. wait, I can see a light. There we go. Let's but, follow it. Dub, dub, dub. Right, this, so we're back to the living funeral. Okay, so this beautiful, beautiful story. Mm. And the celebrant for this particular um, event, afterwards, she said yeah. that... With more than 80% of the funerals that she's done over a very, very long career, one of the standout um, comments yeah. made after the funeral is by people that were attending that thought they knew the person. And more than 80% of the time, many, many people come up to her afterwards and say, we had no idea. Right, because you're you're hearing things that you had no access to. You're, yes. you're meeting people, and maybe even meeting people that you didn't know this person was connected to. Mm. Okay. And at this particular event mm -hmm. uh, that happened in the last week, yeah, just out of Sydney, mm. apparently, and I've been to my fair share of funerals. Yeah, I have organised hundreds. But apparently, it was an incredibly emotional experience. And to coin a phrase, there was not a dry eye in the house. And I can well believe that. It would have been beautiful. And it would have been incredibly touching for the recipient of the beautiful stories. And I doubt whether anyone would ever want to ruin the occasion by talking about anything negative. I just don't think that would happen. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's um, something fairly... There's something really elegant and really wonderful about the fact that uh, if you are presented... First of all, if you show up to one of these things, there's a pretty good chance you love the person and want to say good things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And maybe saying them, and maybe it gives you a chance to say them before it's too late. Yes. You know? Uh, And I also think that maybe people would feel observed in a good way in that, you know, they want to... Look, if you knew that the objective of this thing was to say good things, you would then sit there and probably do some... Like, you would would delve into your memories of the person, do some self-reflection, and Mm. probably come to some much kinder conclusions anyway. Whereas if someone just dies and you're shocked by it, all sorts of... Uh, I don't want to sound mean, but warped versions of your perception of them based on your feelings at the time can kind of ambush you. And it's probably not the cleanest, most accurate version of how you feel in the moment. So I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. And what they did in this particular, um, or on this particular occasion, is they passed the mic around to everybody. And I guess if you felt aggrieved or not, you didn't think it was appropriate or you just wanted to keep something really, really private which yeah. we are all entitled to do of you may have either a passed the microphone on to the next person or you may have taken the microphone and somewhat self-edited self-censored what you are going to say but knowing that that person that you are talking about is in the room yeah would have made it an extraordinary experience and isn't it funny i'm almost 64 I've heard about a lot of things in my life. I was involved in the industry. I've had a lot to do with death. I had never, ever heard of this particular concept. Mm. And a part of me, even though it's it's quite bizarre because it's technically not a funeral. It's You could say it's a celebration of life because like a, you can do pre- that whilst they're still alive. It's sort of like a... It sounds to me more like a pre-wake... You know, it's a, I often struggle with the idea that you get together and I don't know, I think there's something about funerals and mourning that sort of feels to me like a kind of old concept in some ways that we need to move past. Having said that, no one I love has ever died. No one I love in my immediate vicinity, sorry, has ever died um, and forced me to contend with grief in a really palpable way. So I, I mean, I'm probably speaking out of my ass here, but I would like to think that it could be done in a way that is a little 
psychologically healthier and less self-flagellatory for people who are involved. And I think this sounds like a step in the right direction. I know it's not a one-size-fits-all thing, Dad, but by all accounts, by what you read, did the attendees get a lot out of it? Oh, definitely. I've, I've had a look at a photograph of them, the person that mm. this whole um, sort of celebration is, is aimed at and this particular person who's clearly, judging by the photographs, mm. incredibly ill. Okay. And the timing is, is, is really, really critical in terms of so many things can go wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can end up with a situation where everyone is in attendance and the, the person that this particular whole event is based around can't make it. And then in a, in a sort of a fairly humorous um, twist to the story, but it's a twist that did not occur in this particular case, but it's a twist that occurred in my mind, and that is that imagine you go through the entire procedure and you and, survive and then the person makes a remarkable recovery yeah and then you know and then I you mean... know that everyone really really loves you or <laughs> you hope they you. do or yeah. you find out that when you meet them again they mm-hmm. were actually bullshitting yeah but i mean look i will i'd really hang on to the good version right i you agree know, I'm, I'm going with that one and also that. in law when people make a dying declaration it is it is held in law on the balance of probabilities, when someone is about to die, mm-hmm. it's unlikely, not impossible, Yep, it's unlikely they're going to lie. And that's why dying declarations are taken mm. so seriously and admitted into court as evidence. And as we know, in some very famous cases, in particular the Roger Rogerson case, yeah. where he ordered the execution of a police officer and he was shot through his kitchen window at night time in Chatswood, that particular police officer survived. And he made, but he didn't know he was going to survive. And and on his deathbed, he made a dying declaration. And he actually pointed the finger. And then, as fate would have it, he's still alive today. So it's a fascinating concept. I think it's one that people, if they're so inclined... um, you know, it's something to consider. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that I like the idea of, and I've thought about it not a lot, but it's something that um, you can either pen a beautiful letter or do a recording. Yeah. And that can also be be played. Um, I don't want people to think that, because this is our first loose ends of 2024, I don't want people to think that, you know, we've started off on a sad note. Well, I I mean, it, it's okay if it's sad. I mean, yeah. it, also, there's a kind of, oh, I don't know, Dad, we're all going to die. Why not think about it to a degree just so you're not fucking ambushed when it happens, right? I mean, it, it makes sense to actually discuss these things in a way that is not, maybe not completely traditionally morbid. Maybe this is, you know, I, look, honestly, this this is really inspiring to me. I think it's a really useful thing to do. I think it's uh, I think it's largely very positive. I agree. And uh, as, as a footnote, listeners, and I'm not preaching, but I think it's important if you are in a relationship to try and never ever leave on bad terms insofar as don't have an argument mm. and then that person hops in a car and goes to work or, you know, just it's not good because sometimes things happen and 
you just would never be or want to be in that situation where you never ever had an opportunity to to make amends to apologize to come to you know it's that is so messed up mm. and you can't undo that so it's just a sort of a footnote that you know time is precious really really precious and yeah. uh yes so that's um that's my little story paul yeah that's a lot i look something i wanted to run by you actually this is Probably a very, very bad place uh, to run this by you. But what do you, what do you want to do when you're, you know, you know, when you shuffle on? What do you do? You want a pre? Do you want a pre-funeral? I would not like one, but that's how I am at the moment because I'm healthy, fit. Um, mm. It's debatable whether I'm mentally stable, but I feel <laughs> relatively what, stable. What are you talking about? No, what? I, you know, I'm just saying that I, I do sort of waffle on a bit, but. You know, I'm very, very happy and content, and I think it for me that's not in that situation, confronted with a terminal illness. Yeah. Um, the way I feel at the moment is that I would like to do things um, the way it's it's most often done, even though I'll never get to. Hang on, you yeah. want a you want a traditional casket funeral mourners flowers. Yeah. Organ music. You want the whole thing. I didn't necessarily want the organ music. Okay, but what can I ask? Oh, this is so interesting because in so many ways you're very unconventional. I'm I'm a little confused as to why you'd want to go so conventional. Uh, I just like it. I think it's. Um, I mean, I don't wear suits, right? As everyone knows, that's yeah. just some people's horror. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will not. I would not expect people to to dress up. But you don't think that maybe. Here's something I was concerned about. I feel like if you if you dress up an event the way that people are culturally programmed to react a certain way, mm. then is it not possible that by putting on all the trappings of a traditional funeral, you might make people sadder? Um, Just as a thought was, experiment, what do you is yeah. that a, is that yeah? No, I agree. But I was listening to a particular song yeah. on Spotify this morning, mm-hmm. and I. Th- thought that that is the song I would like played at my funeral. What's the song? I can't quite recall it, but I'll get back to you on it. But it's a very touching song. Right, okay. Um, really beautiful. And I often have those moments where I think that would be very, very appropriate because it was it would intensify yeah. um, the, the sadness. Wait, you, <laughs> you really want to... Um, I want people to ball. You want people to be really messed up, don't you? I want people to really... <laughs> You know, just go shit. Like this is really, really depressing. Dad, and they're already, already going to be scarred by the death. Why hurt them more? Why not try and take the sting out? Look, music is a very potent additive, and it's it it's so. Paul, you know, you've got a you've got a beautiful collection of vinyls. Mm. When you put that vinyl on and you go through the almost sort of religious sort of protocols. Of setting up the stylus, mm-hmm. getting everyone to be quiet, and then immerse yourself. And if you can get a situation where everyone's enjoying it, it's very powerful. I can't imagine a world without music, and uh, I think it's a part of it. Um, yeah. So, it's a, yeah. I look yes, but by that rationale, why not play a happy song? Why not completely do something f- like frighteningly clever and use a song that is insanely uplifting and beautiful to haul them all out of the 
spiritual morass there. I agree with you, and I didn't say all of the songs I thought about are sad. Hang on, you got a playlist? I thought it was just one song we were talking about here. No, I've got a few. Oh, okay. Can we? You know what? Let's get a Spotify playlist going of uh, John's death songs. Then people can weigh in. We'll okay, cool. We'll post it on the Facebook page. I reckon. How long does a funeral go for? Between speeches, I'd say you get no more than five songs. Honestly, yeah. The the, the most important song. Yep. Is the is end? It, is the finale? It's a song by the Stooges called "I'm Not Actually Dead." Get me out of this box. It's very little. <laughs> well, I just don't know how. I mean, a little bit of humor, but not a lot. Right, not at, not at a funeral. You know, I uh, hate the the pallbearers to be tap dancing. Well, only one's going to be a pallbearer, and that's me. Mm. Dad's not in the mood for levity on that today. Note. On that note, we can wrap this up. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. If any of you have any opinions about what you want to do in terms of, I mean, do you want to do a pre-funeral? We'd love to hear your thoughts. So hop on the Facebook discussion group. Also, my ardent apologies about the recent audio issues. The software I use has been screwing me over so badly. I've been tearing my hair out over here, but I've done my best. And uh, we'll be back on the regularly scheduled normal audio levels horse as of this episode. And I'm sure you've reached this point and gone, huh, that actually sounds great. So with that in mind, thank you for listening and we will see you very soon for more Loose Units. Bye, everyone. Cheerio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.